Hey, Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about Big Brother Danielle. First of all, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Happy birthday to you. It's also our birthdays today <laughs> and yesterday. Uh, I can't hold back anymore. We have our first real guest. Apologies to Superfan RB Clips last week. Our first real guest ever on the pod. I'm so excited about this. I'm just going to get started. Kevin Jacobs, winner of Big Brother Canada 10. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Hey, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank He's you for hearing us. <laughs> he knows how to do it. It's, it's um, a podcast birthday, right? No, no it's, it's our, our actual personal. Birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> Are you twins? I don't understand. What is our birthday? What does that mean? <laughs> We, we almost okay. share a birthday. My birthday was yesterday okay. and Brett's is today. We're just okay. two adult friends whose birthdays <laughs> happen to be one day after another, which right. we discovered okay. later in life. Well, yeah, happy birthday to us. Thank you so much. And we also have to give a big shout out to one of our listeners, Spicy Marco. This is, this, I think, second year in a row he's gotten us cameos from Big Brother celebrities. He got me a Janelle cameo, wishing me happy birthday, oh. and he got Brett a Pooch cameo. <laughs> I, you know and both what? were it's, equally it's good. Great. Both were great. <laughs> both of them said that they're going to come on the podcast, so now we actually have legal, legally Verbal. binding proof. Yeah. yeah. yeah if exactly. you say it on cameo, it holds until death. Absolutely. What's your cameo situation, Kevin? It's great. I'm I'm on there. You're it's doing fun. It? Uh, Are you I'm, on it? I'm, uh, yeah. If, if if you find me on there, I make I make good ones. I, they're uh, they get wild. I'm actually I'm, curious, especially because we so freshly received cameos of, as gifts, to pull back the cameo curtain a little bit. Um, how yeah? How much work do you put into making the cameos? Speaking from my own personal yes. perspective of course i i work i will take <laughs> so somebody submits like writing about what they want yeah. or what the special yeah. occasion is so i'll take that and then i'll go to work if i need more information i will google the individual i will try to find <laughs> oh them I, I i mean people should know i do my research i will pull up your linkedin and 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 look oh, it wow. up there um i had one where they were throwing out a lot of names i didn't understand and then I found out it was, uh, this is really bad. I can't remember. What's that, what's that game uh, what, that like looks like Lego? It's not Roblox. Minecraft. 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 So yeah. somebody had established this full out like Minecraft empire and, and wow. gave me the names of the things in it. I didn't know what they were. I found the wiki. It was a good cameo. That, I mean, that's dedication. That does sound really good. I mean, You got to be charging Janelle numbers for that. <laughs> yeah, Janelle I don't know what your price is. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm easy. You can get I me. I should not be more. charging Janelle numbers. I got to see if you're... for your buck there, though. I got to see if you're oh, more yeah. or less than Pooch, though. I could... Pooch is such an inspired choice. I'm it is an inspired amazing. choice. Amazing. <laughs> Fresh out of the house. Um, I, I yeah, do I'm always say, curious. I do want to say from the start, uh, I know how many people listen to this podcast, and it's a different amount of numbers when BB Canada is on versus when BB US is on, even though we are a, we're a North American podcast. Yeah, we represent but two of the three nations of North America. Um, yeah. I, I really want to strongly suggest, I don't believe it's on Paramount plus yet. I don't know, Kevin, if you know when it's, when your season of is hitting BB or Paramount plus people for the love of God, Watch BB Canada 10. I cannot just stress enough how enjoyable of a player Kevin was from literally his like intro video on the website a week before the season started until the very end. Sorry to spoil the season. Kevin won. <laughs> just an amazing like three months of my life watching you every day. We were, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but we really were hyped on you from day one when all of the cast intros dropped. We were like speeding through all of the intros. Like we got to get to Kevin's because <laughs> we have to talk about this one, um, which does bring me to one of our questions though. So in your intro package, you sort of set up that you were going to be this like, villainous evil character but then in the house you were pretty much beloved by all and like a nice guy so in that way do you think you were kind of a failure <laughs> uh I, I think I think I was a villain. I think I was just a specific type of villain. A beloved villain. A, beloved, a lovable villain. Yeah. Such I a think, Canadian villain. 
I'm a very polite villain. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna kiss you on your way out. But also, <laughs> I think when people play for themselves, uh, they're often viewed as villains. I'm, I was gonna do what's best for me in the game, and a lot of people don't like that, and I have no issue with that. Maybe I should have been more mean to people. I don't know. Did you find? I feel like everyone pretty much respects and likes the game you play. Did you find that you had any haters? On on the outside. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Oh, I feel like kidding? it's been overwhelmingly <laughs> the Gino positive. Stands were the Geno stands coming after <laughs> yeah. you? I actually have someone. There's 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 somebody who comments on a lot of Geno's Instagrams. Uh, I don't I don't remember his name. I wish I did. I, I love the haters. He's like, how dare you still talk to this man? How dare you? Um, no, but every everyone comes out, and and although you know, like you can get sucked into to everybody saying something. Everyone has people who love them, and everyone has people who hate them. Yeah, I find that, I mean, we've talked about this and we had Spoiler Girl uh, um, answers a questionnaire and she mentioned how behind the scenes at CBS, it's a well-known fact that um, the Big Brother fandom is insane and, you know, a lot of very passionate people. And sometimes those passionate ways can come out in very toxic uh, means. Uh, have you found any it to ever go too far or it's been pretty, pretty cool for you other than someone saying that Gino shouldn't talk to you anymore? It's kind of a tough question because I'm someone who doesn't always react in the moment. I take information in and then sit on it. So if someone calls me an asshole, I might take like <laughs> a little bit to, to think, am I an asshole? Um, so I, I don't, I don't mind the toxicity. It's not the, okay. like, it's not the most fun thing to read, um, but I don't know. It's 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 horrific in a pleasant kind of way. Okay. One of the they... Oh, go ahead, Brett. One of the things you've talked about, like in some interviews, posts, and also, by the way, audience, we're going to talk about this week and Big Brother yes, US, by the way. of course. This is not going to be a hard BB Cam episode. We will ask about Wendy's and winners, though, as, as much as Kevin can answer. <laughs> um, one of the things you you have talked about a lot, even on the show, is like, how much everything was just a part of the experience and you're going to basically live the experience to the max. It, it informed much of your decision-making of like, what is, what should I do here? Also, if I kind of don't know what to do here, what would be like the most fun version for me or for the audience at home? And I think even just in listening to your answer, like even the the toxicity is part of that, right? Like just kind of taking in the full experience. I mean, I think there is a post-season experience. You learn things about yourself, the decompression coming out of the house. Like, that's a part yeah. of it. I'm still going through that. Being on, on a podcast right now is, is like, this is part of the experience. Yeah. So I enjoy it. I mean, I don't like when people – I don't love a death threat. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't get me going, but it's, yeah. it's interesting. We save those still... for the third hour of the pod. Yeah. Perfect. Are you still sort of – always going to be aware of like, maybe I'm on camera, like just because it was your entire existence for however many days. I wouldn't let my friends take pictures of me until mm -hmm. I, I went on Big Brother. Like I was, <laughs> I was very I social media shy. I would yeah. be out with my friends drinking a beer and I'd be like, don't you dare, don't you dare post that photo. Like, I don't know what that'll do to my image. So if anything, it's made me more relaxed knowing that like, there's there's feeds footage of of like my, that is terrible of like I don't know like I'm shirtless or like maybe like oh, my yeah. butt crack is sticking out like there's stuff <laughs> yeah. like that that exists that I would be shocked and appalled by years ago and now it's like no I'm, I'm not worried about being watched some of the stuff okay. you had to do physically with like the grave competition and yeah. with like the spaghetti thing like like yeah I'm I'm sure you're pretty much done with done with like caring about how you look on camera anymore. I'm not shy. Yeah. I um, think that's actually a good transition, unless you have any more Danny on BB Canada to talk about this season, because we're in a, we're in like a real heroes versus villains season right now on BB 24 <laughs> and all the villains are going home and we're seeing Nicole do a lot of press today. And honestly, as much as like I, many of us really disliked her and how she treated Taylor. At least she's like somewhat owning up to it and apologizing for it in the way that the other three house guests aren't. Um, how shocking is it? And like, kind of how worried are you in that, in that moment between when you're done 
And then when you kind of find out like, all right, what actually happened on the outside world? How did yeah. everyone react to me or to the show yeah. in general? And I this think, kind of big shock that these players are going through now. So because I knew the community, because I was a big fan of the show, I was just expecting the worst. Yeah. However, in the house, yes, I would make decisions that I felt like would be more fun, but they were mainly fun for me or my friends. I wasn't yeah. thinking too much about the audience and what they would think. I just went in assuming I would be hated. So right. You always anticipate when I come out, what's the reaction going to be? Uh, I don't know. I just assumed the worst and I was happy when it wasn't the worst. Yeah. And then some people will hesitate to, to go online. I've, I've, I consumed it all, which is probably not a healthy experience either, but I just took it all on. I imagine it's psychologically a lot to deal with to get your phone back after all that time. And it's just blown up with, especially as a winner. That's the thing is you're, it's, I, I'm still thinking it mostly had to have been positive. I'm not denying that you, I'm sure you have your haters or whatever toxicity, but still that's a lot to come out to. It's probably extremely overwhelming. So apparently there's this thing where if your phone is off for two weeks, the messages just don't deliver. So I have a ton of messages that I just never got. So instead of the the thousands that I might have, I only had had hundreds from like the first little bit when oh. I was when I when I was before the show. Yes, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And then the like I guess the finale like texts came in. So I just have a whole thing missing, which I'm okay with. If it was important enough, like I'll get that information anyway. But I would months later somebody would be like, Do you see my text? No. I'm like, can I look at your phone? Yeah. Honestly sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we should all do. Pro tip for being alive. Want a life hack? Just turn off your phone for weeks on end. And I uh, mean, Brett and yeah. I always say on this podcast, we always say like, just don't be on social media. <laughs> just don't. Wait. We obviously do it, but we our advice to anyone is to not do it. Nothing is not stopping you from doing all the things you would do if you were on the show. You can pay all your bills months in advance. <laughs> You can tell everyone you're going on a social media cleanse. That's what I told a lot of people. You can shut down your phone and just disappear. You don't have to be on a show to do that. That's true. See, that there you go. You can get Co-signed. an Airbnb for three months and just like put a bunch of GoPros up. You can put a camera in one <laughs> closet and be like, man, Danielle's really annoying me today. <laughs> Throw some spaghetti in the bathtub. Like, yeah, exactly. You've got the experience. So let's let's move to BB24 and we'll get to some stupid questions later. Um, how are you feeling about the season? You like it? Yes? No? I hated the first couple of weeks. I really mm-hmm. did not enjoy them. <laughs> um, but when when the heroes started winning, um, I, I, I'm into it now. Like I love a good blind side. I don't hate if a majority alliance is fun and playing really well. Like... I didn't mind uh, a couple seasons ago, level six, sort of really dominating Faute. This is an alliance that just ran the game and every week was a blindside. I'm I'm into it. I liked it. At the end of the, go for it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting because I felt, I was not really a big fan of level six. I kind of felt, I I liked Faute. Yeah, uh, we wanted them to do better. And it's funny that like the hats, the black hat and the white hat are are flipped. And it's like kind of the more I wouldn't call I wouldn't call many of the people on the non-majority side evil. There's kind of like Daniel and Nicole and like I wouldn't call like Indy and Alyssa like really yeah. evil. They're just kind of like by choice aligned with them because they're not in the alliance. Um, one thing that we Danielle and I talked about last week is like. Are you afraid it's going to get boring here? Because basically the remainder of the house is like, just doesn't really have a chance. Like, cause you are someone who values entertainment and good television. And like the more interesting thing happening versus like the thing you want. Uh, are you worried about the show becoming boring this season? If it's just like a complete leftovers steamroll. Yeah, so while I said that I, I can enjoy a majority alliance, I often don't. And like my style of gameplay for anyone listening who, who didn't listen was I, I had basically one or two close allies and just did my thing from there. For this season, 
I don't mind a lull for a week or two. I'm okay with some mid-season like weeks where the thing that you think is going to happen happens. Where I'm not okay with it is when it goes for three, four weeks. I think the leftovers, I'm starting to think they will implode before they get to seven. I see enough cracks going on there where Kyle's got this uh, burgeoning showmance with Alyssa. Uh, Michael and Brittany don't seem to want to go to the end with some of the stronger guys. And I'm interested in that sort of mid-late game when they start to make those moves. So right now, I'm not too concerned about, about a steamroll. I don't think the leftovers are going to last until the end of this podcast. <laughs> I am so hot on this season. I think this season is great. I think it has the potential to be a top five season of any Big Brother. I just think they all are so self-interested. So to your point of like... Um, a majority alliance can be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun because while they're all in this alliance, I can already see everyone looking elsewhere. Like, who can I bring in to be my little side piece? Who? How can I get Kyle out? How, oh, you know what? Joseph is talking too much. How can we get him out? Or whatever it may be. I just think that there's enough cracks that it's not going to last long and it's going to be very enjoyable because all these people care about is themselves. And that's what I want in my Big Brother cast. Are you going to waste your your HOH on Terrence or Indy? Like, right? Probably no. not. I, I mean, I'm not to spoil it yet. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode. But the current HOH, spoiler, leftovers, I'll spoil that, not who it is. And did a very long session to the camera. I think it was this morning being like, kind of picking out people in leftovers being like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Probably would be good <laughs> to get this person out sooner than later. So you're right, Danielle. Like. Thank We're you so much. Hashtag Danielle was right. Oh, always. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the episodes that we've had this week, just because they were, we've had some great television this season. And that's another thing that Brett and I are always on about. Like Big Brother at its best does have the potential to be like the greatest show <laughs> of all time. It's just so often we do fall into those lulls that you were mentioning and they last a long time. And the thing that we, we always want to happen, that underdog getting their moment or that outside group just realizing they're the outside group and getting together and doing something about it. All that stuff is actually happening this season and in these past Last couple of episodes. I wanted to get your take on the uh, eviction night speeches, Taylor and Nicole's. Um, you've had to make a fair amount of speeches on your time as well. What did you think about them? Nicole's, I thought, was fairly like boilerplate. You know, yeah. It was. It was. It. It, it was also just. I don't know. Like you, you say a bunch of platitudes. None of them really stick. Like go go for something. Get your message across. Uh, I'm I'm obsessed with Taylor's speech and usually when someone's like practicing a speech for a little while which she was it kind of bothers me but the execution was so good there and the fact that she threw in i love you to nicole just felt like the most like that was a biting i love you that was you've done that was somebody who is so above you that you've done all of this <laughs> but i still love you it was it was i i'm i'm obsessed with that speech i'll watch that for years I just think exactly like we're getting the moments like that speech of and Taylor, like you said, she's she's just head and above. If she has one amazing quality, it's grace under pressure, because yeah. who else has been in the limelight in such a negative way more than her this season? But um, from that moment and then like hot mic at the end, Daniel being very mad <laughs> top to bottom, an exceptional episode. Um, I retweeted that clip several times from our account, which is just Daniel saying like, buy my ticket, send me home. I don't want to spend time with these people. I was yeah. like, this is a moment we're all going to quote forever. Like this is the best. It's it so incredible. satisfying. It was so fun. It was just, I was, I was laughing so hard. He's so here's, just, yeah. Why, he's just in the room alone. He's, is, he ta <laughs> is, is he talking to the cameras? Is he talking to the audience? Is he talking to himself? Like the it, 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 spectacular. I and here's talk a question. Wait. So you're Daniel. Your best friend just got voted out. You yeah. are not in the majority alliance. You're the villain. You yelled at Taylor. <laughs> what do you do now? He sees six out of seven of the leftovers. Mm -hmm. I think he needs to try and create cracks there. Like, I don't know that that Indy or Alyssa are going to create a big house swing right now. 
Daniel is at least trying. It's maybe not the most effective thing to be like, why is everybody playing? You can't split the money. But if he's actually trying to play the game, you've got to try and break up that group, play on their insecurities about who's working with who and who's going to the end together. Because if people really are playing for themselves, which not everybody is, that means everybody wants first place. And if everybody wants first place in a group of seven, somebody's on the bottom. So Daniel's got to find where that is and break it. Wouldn't the yeah, best sure. person, just thinking off the top of my head, wouldn't the best person there to be to like really break would be Brittany? Because she's so close to Michael. And she, in my just from my perspective, seems to be one of the most nervous players. She's yeah. constantly playing from a position and she's doing well, but every so many of her interactions are coming from a place of fear. Like I understand they didn't get what they want. I do want to circle back to the decision. The flip-flop decision where Daniel's like, I'm not using the veto. And then he decides, <laughs> I got to use the veto. I understand her and Michael were upset, but hey, they're still getting the call-outs. You know, like, I, wouldn't Brittany be the right person? Because she does kind of just, like, bubble over with, you can just, like, tip her over if you just say, oh, this person's coming for you. That person's going to, you know, I'm just rambling here. But, like. That's the vibe I get from Britney too. It's just she's so such a nervous Nelly that like you find that one crack with her and you can go from there because she's the glue to a bigger head of the serpent, if that's what we're gonna call it, in Michael. And if you can get Michael out, Michael's a big. I can't believe no one else. No, I mean, if I'm in the leftovers, he's the first to go for me. Sorry, he's gotta go. How is he not being seen as as a threat yet? He three vetoes and whatever else like. Yeah, it's the game just started. And his social game is really good one on one. I always said in the big groups, he kind of suffers, but one on one, he's amazing. The first week we were so everyone was kind of excited for Michael. Obviously, he's kind of he feels like someone you can root for. And then he Mm -hmm. comes in and he was just he was like a stone wall. Like that first week, he was just a deer in headlights in any group of people. And I was like, oh God. And then he gets nominated and you're like, oh no, this could be really, really bad for him. He pulls out three in a, three vetoes in a row to your, to your point. But yeah, I mean, I, I can't see why people are not thinking about him as, as someone to go. Yeah. And the danger with, with Michael is with his one-on-one or small group social skills, those become more and more valuable the deeper yeah. in the game you get. So the longer he sticks around, the fewer people there are to beat in comms and the better he is socially. Like he's, I think he's set up right now real well. Yeah. I want to I talk ask about, about my man. I want to ask about my man, Terrence. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so important. We love Terrence. Well, I do. I do appreciate like at first I thought he wasn't playing, but now he's playing just like such a rat game. He just says basically he mirrors whatever anyone in the moment is saying yeah. to him. And I appreciate that. I think it's actually very funny. Uh, is it going to get him super far? Probably. Well, who knows, actually? Like you said, who doesn't want to sit next to him at the end? Yeah. But I, I appreciate a good rat game. And I feel like we haven't seen one so far. It actually has been working out for him. So I just wanted to take on that. I'm, I'm still figuring him out. I don't, I don't, I don't have like a, like a fire take on Terrence. I think, okay. I, I think I'm, I think I'm like a lot of people. I'm still, I'm still watching it, like trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I, I do feel like in his head, he's thinking everyone here is so stupid. Like everybody <laughs> here is so dumb. Cause the way that someone will like talk shit to him and then he'll, he'll sort of respond back and, and, and get involved. Like he's, it's like you said, he'll mirror things. I'm kind of into it. I, I don't I don't know what's going on, but it's interesting to watch. What's I inter- would just I think I would be like him if I played. I would just be like, oh, absolutely. Yes, they suck. Yeah, we gotta get them out. And <laughs> just like, it's not me, so fine. What's interesting with him too in the last eight days or so is like Nicole is gonna vote him out. And Nicole did vote him out <laughs> last Thursday made this entire show, this entire song and dance Wednesday night. I have to be the person to tell Terrence he's going home. <laughs> and which ends in a funny moment that kind of in a brief way gets put on the broadcast of she does this whole thing. Sorry, I got to vote you out. Sorry, the whole house is against you, Terrence. You're going home. And then she leaves the room and Turner's like, you're staying. What are you talking about? And he kind of in speaking with Turner did that mirroring thing of like, yeah, I got you, bro. We're going to make a final two together, bro. Uh, and then this week, he was kind of back to being Team Nicole. I, I, I'm i not really sure 
why i mean that's kind of the frustration with with when you have a, a big alliance is like can the other people see so i don't know again i have yeah well we already had say, one but. one instance of the big group seeing and doing something about it yet like i don't know who who would be the catalyst on the other side to do that like we're seeing rumblings of it maybe being kyle now that he has his confirmed showmance and Alyssa. Um, maybe not wanting to do exactly what the leftovers want to do. Uh, I don't know. We'll, Michael we'll will to... will flip if he oh, thinks absolutely. it's the right thing. He's like, yeah. he, he if he thinks it's right. I don't think it'll be this week, but I think he will do what's best for his game every time. Yeah. The, the one thing that happened this week that made me think of your game a lot. Maybe not even your game, but just like how you respond to opportunities that came up was. Daniel being like, can't use the veto, can't use the veto, can't allow Nicole to get up on the block. Monty comes to him in a moment and he's being honest. I really don't want you to use the veto yet for your own, like for your own safety. I want to do it for that. And he, and Daniel's like, Monty's playing me. I have to use the veto. It, it almost felt, and then it results in Daniel's best friend being closest ally being evicted from the house. It almost kind of reminded me of like, in your season, the poetry of what was going on between Marty and Gino all season, just this up and down with them. And then the fact that Gino ultimately goes home on a Marty HOH after Marty twice in the season, like has to burn a bridge with Gino and then come profusely come back to Gino and be like, I'm so sorry, brother. I'm never going to do this again. You have to trust me. Um, how did you feel about that whole situation on, uh, on BB24? I weirdly, as much as I am uh, rooting for him to lose, uh, I weirdly respect it out of Daniel. He had a terrible <laughs> read on the situation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just awful. Just just such a bad read on the situation. Monty was was basically say giving him the heads up um, and allowing him to, to keep his number one in the game. But because he's trying to win and he is playing for himself, even though it's it's brutal to watch, he went for it. So I would rather watch someone try and win for themselves and fail miserably than go along with, with everybody else and, and not do it. So, I mean, we got one of the biggest mistakes ever from it. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't watch the feeds from how this went down. I just saw the broadcast version. So I don't even know if this was said but do you think Monty needed to explicitly say Nicole is going to go home? There, there actually is something larger going on. Would should he have, you know, outed the leftovers in some sort of way in right. order to keep denominations the same, which Monty wanted to do? This is a fine line where yeah. you know a move is happening. But there are people on the outside of the move and you want to hedge your bets and make sure that they know just enough that they're going to be the least mad at you. Yeah. It, being results oriented, I think you can say that he should have played it differently. I sort of like the way Monty went about it. He's like, I don't know if we have the votes. It was very like he was hedging his language. I, I actually have no issue with, with how he played it. I think it was a good move, even though the result was was not exactly what he wanted. Also, Monty didn't have any much to lose by it going the no, other way. He thing. would just know. Like, I guess if, you know, if like the only people who had anything to lose were Brittany and Michael. So they were big mad about it. But it was yeah, just an Monty's interesting moment. Going to have no blood, zero blood on his hands from this one. I mean, just everyone was happy about this. <laughs> there was no issue whatsoever. That was the thing. I sort of even though it was a incredible move, incredible um, television great plot. I was like, never in my mind was there a doubt that the only vote for her to stay was going to be Daniel. I knew for sure if Kyle told Alyssa, that's the way the vote's going, that's the way it's going to go. Indy doesn't care. Indy has no loyalty whatsoever. And then, yeah, Terrence, Turner, or Turner's and Leftovers. But like, I figured they would all flip and Daniel would be the only vote. So there was just no, there wasn't really any suspense for me. It was still fun to watch though. Um, I think one of the other things that we've been doing the last few weeks, a little bit off and on, and I think you're actually a great person to do this with, uh, is to kind of just like run through. The, we already got your your hot Terrence takes, but just like run through some of the remaining cast and just like get your kind of opinion on them. Like, yeah. 
middle of the season, a third of the way through the season. Um, kind of talks about Monty, right? Like, he, or have we not? A little bit. I, I mean, I think it was a good HOH. He, he played yeah. it well. He kept his alliance safe. Um, I would feel a little bit alienated if I was Taylor. Um, but he's also not to blame for the noms uh, coming down. So, I, I mean, I think, I think he's in a good position. The only issue with Monty is it's, not even halfway through the game and people see him as an end game threat. Like you don't want to be in that position. What yeah, about Joseph? But guys who look oh, like him and Joseph are always going to, just the fact that they look like that are going to be an end game threat. When in re- actuality, if you're going by comps, it really should be Michael. The fact that he isn't lumped in yeah. with them is so crazy. I actually, so a couple things there. One is I actually don't think that being, I got very statically strong before Big Brother Canada. I lifted a right. You wouldn't think because I ate like like a menace. Like I was I was just big and fat and strong. Uh, I was ex- I was I was probably the strongest person. I think I was stronger than Gino. Write that down. Um, <laughs> All right. Static strength is useless. Headline. <laughs> static strength is useless in these comps. Agility, balance. Uh, like endurance, those are much more valuable than static strength. I do think that often people who are very uh, sculpted, have low body fat percentages, get accused of being comp threats, and often they're not. That said, that's happening with Monty. I actually have not seen a lot of people call out Joseph as someone who can win the game, and I think that makes him someone who can win the game because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who, who are jacked in the house. Like, I don't know that people are thinking about him as that kind of threat. If he can pull out a couple of them at the end of the game, I don't think a lot of people know how well he's playing. The only issue is that within the leftovers, he has no qualms about, like, he, he'll he show them how smart he is. He yeah. talks a lot, um, too. Like That's, that's what I was going to say. He's just a mm. constant gaming, constantly. Yeah. Uh so that was that's the one strike because I did notice I watched feeds at some point and Turner was really annoyed at how much he was talking game. Turner was like, I just I think he was on slop. He was like, I just want to like rest. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. So that was rubbing him the wrong way. Turner, I think, is a really interesting player um, because a lot of people are buying Turner stock now. And I'm not sure. I'm a hold. I'm a hold on Turner. <sighs> Uh, he's another one like like Terrence where I'm trying to figure it out. He has a good read on people and things, but it's also like, I don't know that he has a ton of flexibility. Like, I don't know that he's ever going to be working with Alyssa and Indy if he needs to. He's very much attached to the pound and that group of guys. So if they're there at the end, I could see him sitting in the final two and winning. But like, I, I don't know that if the game becomes more dynamic, he's going to be able to to manage another shift in power. I think he's just very passive. Like, yes, he did that big move and flipped the house essentially and made the leftovers with that group. But that's only because he had those big guys backing him up and like pumping him up to do it. So, yeah, I'm not I'm just I'm waiting. I'm not sure. I like him as a as a personality. He's, he's fun. very fun. Yeah. I want to. Okay, talk. What about Kyle? We got to talk about Kyle. <laughs> exactly who I wanted to talk about, because you kind of talked about like that dynamism of like being able to work with multiple sides of the house and kind of adjust to the game as it comes to you. And normally like not a fan of showmances, but honestly, perhaps this showmance is actually giving him the, maybe tell me if I'm wrong, maybe giving him that ability to like work both sides of the house in that sort of way that you were describing, or maybe I'm wrong. Last week I would have told you that Kyle was playing one of the best games. Now I'm, I'm just not there because yeah. The issue with the showmance is that it's so visible. Like as much as you want to hide it and not kiss with someone in the room or whatever it is, <laughs> you live there. People are going to catch on. And anything you do can make you a target in that house. He was in such a good position, actually arguably before the left was reformed. He was in such a good position after they were formed. Now I just feel like thinking about a flip and doing something else, I think he's overplaying and I think it's going to bite him in the ass. I mean, they hadn't they, they hadn't even kissed or anything yet, and we even saw it on last night's episode. They're sitting in the bed together, and three people walk by, and they're like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and they're playing with the door. Should I close the door? And it's like they weren't even a show, but they hadn't even hooked up. Like, so yeah, to your point, yeah, everyone knows everything that's going on, and they weren't even really hooking up or doing anything yet. And everybody was very aware of it to the point that there there's like a parade of people making jokes about it as they walk by yeah. the bedroom door. 
he was doing a good job of it like a week ago where he would he would talk badly about Alyssa to the group and I'd be like, okay, like that's what he's doing. <laughs> Even if he, he first of all, he is falling in love very clearly. He needs she said she loved him on the show last night. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh it's but it happens in, in the Big Brother house. People do fall in love. They fall in oh, real sure. love and it lasts. So what he needs to do is he needs to talk he needs to 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 talk about Alyssa and make her a bigger target than him. Otherwise like I don't know. I don't think it's going to end well. I don't know. I've like, I've turned a new leaf. I used to be the biggest showman's hater. I hated seeing it on the show. I thought it was lame. Now in my old age, I'm soft and Mm -hmm. I think it's beautiful. (laughs) I'm like, I love seeing people (laughs) flirt and kiss and be happy. (laughs) So now I'm more for it. And I just think, I mean, I don't have the data. I'm not sure. But statistically, I feel like showmans actually go much farther than people give them credit for if they play it right. That's the thing is like it can actually be a boon for your game because it's two votes instead of one. And you can position it that way to other people in the house. It's just if you're aware enough to do that and you do just you have to cop to it. And it's like we're a showman. So we're a package yeah. deal. It's also hard to uh, target a showman without directly doing it. Like you can't backdoor two people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We have to talk about the lightning rod of this podcast. Who is Jasmine? Yes. We yes. are Jasmine fans. We think this she's is a like, pro Jasmine I fig- podcast. I <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. You get so our vibe we that just, we just like chaotic people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we crave. That's what we need. We are television fans, you know? We like entertainment. And Jasmine has been delivering. So we still, we embrace opinions that don't agree with us. So feel <laughs> free to be honest in your your assessment. There's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation going on with Jasmine where in the DR, she's she's yeah. Dr. Jekyll. She's a very, she's, <laughs> she's so positive about life. She's out there like helping people and, and saying, you know, cute little isms. Um, and then she gets outside the DR and it's a diff, it's, it's, it's a different person. Um, Jasmine in the DR, I, I love, like, I look forward to whatever line she's being fed. I don't even know. Like, is, is there a writer? Is there a Jasmine writer out there who's writing these little lines for her <laughs> say? And she's just like, oh yeah, like, that's what I'm not going to do. But like, yeah. she just lo- loves these little lines, but then outside the DR, it's just not the same person. And I'm trying to, to put these two together. And I just think they're two different people. It's funny you say that because we believe the opposite to be true. (laughs) We love Jasmine on the feeds. I like Jasmine playing muffin detective, talking shit about everyone, Mm -hmm. just lying in her bed, obviously milking her injury. I love that. I think it's very funny. The DR, I'm like, I can give give it or take it. The injury thing is crazy because what I've seen of the feeds, she described her injury as like a non-structure. I'm not a doctor. She described her injury as like having no structural damage to her ankle, to the ligaments, to the bones. It was like an ankle sprain. I understand some ankle sprains can be bad, but this thing with like she was she was mad at production the other day because they took away the stupid squeaky cart and she's walking around (laughs) with the cane. It is it is absolutely crazy. But yeah, I agree with Danielle. (laughs) <laughs> She's so weird and mean and chaotic outside the house. I hate her DRs. Her DRs are so like they're so opposite of what she is. She's so clearly being fed stuff. But but as you're... someone who likes chaos, yeah. Let, yeah. let me ask you this. Yeah. Like, have you tried to lean into it? Because the first time the blindside butter beans came out, and I think everyone was like, What what is this? And then it continued over and over and over. And it's like a joke you tell once, and then you just keep going at it, and it becomes funny. And now, like, I can't wait to hear what she says next. It's so interesting. you what she say to Julie, you look as cute as a chicken, a chicken wing in, in an, an air, air fryer. fryer. <laughs> yeah. Even these like like visualize, they're very visual similes that are just yeah. so out there. What She's is it? like a chicken wing in an air fryer is is burning. It's hot. Uh, oh no, I absolutely. I mean, she's our Tennessee Williams, really, of Big Brother. She's yeah. a literary mind. She comes up with beautiful imagery. Um, I think cards. it is her. I think it's them. Like, I think it's the producers. I mean, you would have more experience in this than us. But I do think producers prod and get you to a place where it's like, okay, that's the sound bite we want. I think some people push back more than others. But if there's something they're they're wanting and she's a willing participant, participant they're going to get that. That juicy fried sound bite. I think it's, I've come around. 
It's fun. (laughs) I think discussing Julie's outfit actually gets us into the fun and game section of the podcast, unless there's anything else you want to hit, Danielle. I think, no, I think we touched enough on all the other, like, indie, whatever. Her game's whatever. (laughs) Alyssa is in a showman's. I think she's very cute, but I think from from what I'm seeing right now, she's just going to do whatever Kyle tells her to do. Sorry. Uh, what did you think before moving on? What did you think about the uh, the animated Vito? Oh, my Lord. So we did get a question about that <laughs> from one of our listeners. Um, at first, I was sort of like, wow, Big Brother ha- actually spared the budget to hire animators <laughs> because it's usually not that ex- not uh, cheap to get good animation. But um, here's what I'll say. I appreciate that they did something different. I was shocked. <laughs> Uh, I have been to my fair share of music festivals. I'm not going to say any more than that, but I'm, I'm aware of, I'm aware of like the types of things that they're referencing here, the types of psychedelic experiences that mm-hmm. are being referenced. I'm, I think of Big Brother America as like a sort of middle America show because Danielle is my literal only friend I know who watches <laughs> it. And that's why we're still friends. Everyone else is like, what the – I didn't even know this was on. When I was a teenager and I worked in a supermarket, all of the like old lady cashiers (laughs) who were in their 60s watched it. And I was friends with the cashiers because I could talk with like Sharon and Barbara about like, you know, (laughs) what was going on with Janelle and Kaser that night, right? I just think that this is a pretty – cutting edge crossing the line for the cbs middle america old age audience of like legitimate mushroom tripping acid tripping imagery i thought it was crazy you thought they went too far our children could be watching that's that's an interesting take like it's it's like straight out of harold and kumar like it's it's not appropriate for the two to 90 year old audience or are we just like is like everyone but now that weed is legal everywhere it's like everyone you know are like 70 year olds like all cool with dropping acid now the comps this season are weird they're just weird i don't know i can't honestly can't decide if i like them because at least at least they are a little bit different like it's fun to have new comps and not just the same old same old Mm -hmm. but they are i I can't decide if like they don't know how to use the budget (laughs) like these new people who are doing it because i think the person who used to do them left yeah but um because like yeah, the throwing the wine goblet down the table in like a very intricate set, but then the comp is just throwing a glass down a table. I don't know. It's strange. I want to respond to a question from Lizzie Reed calling us out, honestly, because but I'm also going to turn this into a game and get Kevin involved. Seeing Julie's outfit made me realize that y'all didn't do hot or not last week. That's so, true. Kevin, here's what we do. We have to rate Julie's outfit every night as a hot or not. We will let the guests go first. Or should we go first, Danielle? What do you think? Kevin, what do you feel comfortable with? I'm not really a clothes person. Like, I have no idea what she was wearing. I, I, <laughs> That's I, part I, of I it. Fully, yeah, so let's... That's part let's, of it. Let's, 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 go, let's go with hot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I, like, I don't like. If you ask me what somebody's wearing one day, I have a very bad memory for that kind of thing. That's part of it. Because I'll then we'll compare it with what Danielle's about to do. Danielle's going to okay. go into a full thing. Okay. So we always do eviction night outfits. So let me just make sure I've got the. I'll it go. was a beautiful. <laughs> it was a beautiful light pale pink jumpsuit with a drawstring waist, a drop necklace with yarn and pearl detailing. The pant was loose, not bell bottom, but completely loose throughout. It was a sleeveless tank top and a frayed neckline detail. This look was dated. This look was too relaxed. This look was comfortable and not cutting edge. And yet I give it a hot because it happened wow. on the best night of Big Brother so far. <sighs> Danielle, Julie was wearing a burlap sack. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You described it, it as pink. like yarn held together by was, yarn. Yeah. Yeah. The it, look, yeah. the jumpsuit, the tank top, the yarn was a knot. 
Wow. All right. Kevin, would you like well, to amend you have it. <laughs> your statement at all? There you have it. Um, should we get some more listener questions? We have a bunch. We have a bunch this week. Um, okay. So let's start with CC with Seabread BB, Cornelius Breadworth. If Julie Chen Moonves was to keep compete on this season of Big Brother, how would her game play out? People love the idea of Julie Chen playing Big Brother for some reason. And I'm like, Julie Chen doesn't watch Big Brother. <laughs> like, why? Why are people so interested in this? Um, I don't think she would be good. No, I don't think she would even make it to jury. Kevin, how would you rate Julie's game? I think she'd do well. I think really? she's a big I think she's a bigger fan than than she lets on. Like she's got the history behind her. I okay. I think she'd be cutthroat like I, I, I believe it, Julie. She's definitely cutthroat. Years in the entertainment industry and with a husband like her, she's definitely cutthroat. Um, this is from Spicy Marco, super fan Spicy Marco. What food compliment would you give to Julie on eviction night? And would you eat someone else's muffin just for the chaos? So food compliment. Julie, you look fresher than a tuna sashimi. That's what I would say. Julie, you look like a lobster covered in butter. <laughs> Julie, <laughs> you look as welcome as a bucket of macaroni and cheese at 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's a good one. I, I actually um, want to circle back on the muffin thing. How do you feel about Muffingate 2022? How do you feel about yeah. what Turner is doing? Uh, I had a lot of people tweet at me. Okay. And they reminded them of me. I'm I'm obviously <laughs> pro muffin gate. Like, uh, it's it's the kind of fun, harmless thing that keeps you entertained in there. That's also fun for everybody else. Like, keep eating the muffin. Uh, there were things that 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 I would do on my season uh, where like I would do that. And I'd be like, okay, if I get evicted because of this, it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> if she not she can't nominate Turner now, but if she eventually nominates Turner because he ate her muffin, who cares? That's just that's just good content. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what we're after, right? Just good content at the end of the day. Um, from Matt May eighty one, do you miss the BB intro with the cast doing awkward movements slash dances? Yeah, what happened? I mean, honestly, it was kind of a waste of time, and this is such a jam packed season. But they just sort of n never don't do it anymore. I love it. It's so good. Did you see the guy on Twitter who ranked every intro oh, yeah. of all time? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's incredible. We're missing the intros from this season. I'd like to see him add those to the archive. You, you can tell I mean, the season is like a really kind of cheapo season. Like even their their photos, when they announce the cast, they're just standing in front of like a gray wall. They couldn't even really get like a nice photographer or anything. It's how they think about that show and allocate money to that show. Maybe that's just coming out of the 250 K that's added, been added to the jackpot to the prize. I don't know. It's so, it's so weird when they make weird production choices like that. Um, we got a question from Lexi center. Did anyone else notice how happy the cast was after Nicole left as in, they were just hanging out, laughing, smiling around the kitchen instead of silent and mad, excluding Daniel. LOL. Uh, yeah, we noticed. <laughs> we definitely noticed. I don't know how you couldn't. Uh, they were kind of, they were a pretty toxic entity in the house, those two together. Uh, I'm really interested to see how he plays. I'm not necessarily rooting for him to win, but I am rooting for him to stick around a little while. I tweeted this because he has not, he's not a threat. Like he's got nothing going on. So if he's just going to be like a bitter Greek chorus who like now when Kyle and Alyssa make out in front of him, he like makes a bitter comment. I'm fine with that. I think that will be very funny. If, if you're the house target, like if there is a house target, it's usually not a good idea to take them out. Yeah, exactly. Keep them around. It's sort of like to Taylor for a while. Like, why would you get her out if everyone wants her out? Yeah. That's the one who we actually, we didn't even touch on probably the biggest character of this season, other than Kyle now is becoming a big main character. But Taylor, what do you think about her gameplay and her, <laughs> what's going on with her in the house? Uh, I'm a fan. I've, I've enjoyed her game. Like, I actually think something that doesn't get talked about is she's also really good in the DR. She has the most DRs on the season. It's very, like, natural when she speaks. It doesn't feel canned at all like it does with some other people. Uh, I really worry about her chances to win the game because of the early season narrative. Like, 
I think everybody in the ha- sorry everybody in the leftovers now really really likes her, and she's almost too well liked by them to the point where in like a, a few weeks, I don't think she'll be targeted in the next couple weeks, but in a few weeks, like I can I, I don't know how she makes it to the end. Maybe that group of her, Brittany, and Michael make it there, but but I'm I'm concerned about her her end game potential. Yeah. I, what we said last week is just we haven't really gotten a chance to see her play much at all. Like, again, I'll reiterate, I think a very strong characteristic for yourself in Big Brother is being able to be graceful under pressure, is being able to go up on the block and not absolutely fall apart, which is what she's done week after week. So we'll see how that takes her in other situations. But I still feel like I haven't been able to see much strategy or gaming from her. You know what that does to your mind to be on the block like four no. weeks in a row? Like I, yeah. I cannot even, it's, it's, I don't know how she, she's chill. I mean, yeah. like it's, it's, it, I would, I would lose my mind. I, yeah. I, one of the things you talked about is like, it would just be interesting to see how she plays on the offensive at all, just because not right. by, not by any fault of her own. She's just been on like her heels the entire first month of the game. And she's, again survived really gracefully but i would love to see how she does with you know you know working with an hoh on like who the nominees should be and how to the kind of rearrange yeah. the chessboard and that we just haven't seen that from her and and i i'm excited to see that from her as we get deeper into the game and honestly as she's it seems like for the next little while she's going to be safe there so like i want to see her like turn into Show, just show us that side of like what her game is like, just because it's just it's unfortunate that she was in such a bad position the first half, the first month. Yeah, like you get to this point where you have to decide, like, right? Is are you are you self interested? And mm-hmm. everybody is, but sometimes you can't act that way outwardly. And now she's she is a team player. She's an amazing member of the alliance. Like she is very loyal to them. It seems like, but I. Uh, where do, where does that move happen that that wins her the game? I'm interested in that. And like I said, I think it's going to come sooner than later. I really think that the leftovers, those cracks are going to get really big this week. I see it happening. Yeah. I think we can spoil who the HOH is at this point. Deeper Let's do into it. The Spoiler section. Stop listening if you don't like spoilers. Okay, goodbye. Cool. Michael is your new HOH. Another win for Michael. In any other season, it would just be such a big target right now. But I don't know. I don't know why people are not whispering like we need to get this guy out. He has four comp wins in just what's it been? Four, four weeks, weeks, five weeks. This yeah. is the week. Yeah, this is the start of week five right now. So it's absurd. What would what would you say knowing that and knowing that Michael is a really smart player? I referenced it earlier. He did some one of the amazing feed recapper screen cappers was um, posting it earlier today. He was doing this whole like monologue to camera about kind of his strategy and what he's doing. How would you play this right now? Knowing that any really strong move is gonna, he mentioned, he mentioned that Monty is a potential, he wouldn't be sad if Monty went home, which is kind of his quote. How would you play this? If like, you know what, any really strong move is actually might be more detrimental to his long-term chances than just kind of, doing nothing so I'll, I'll also say i'm not i'm not caught up on i, I know he's hoh i know what the 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 options are for noms but i was i was you know doing doing my job and stuff today uh so i'm not totally <laughs> yeah, caught yeah up. for sure uh, i would i would keep it calm i think when you're hoh people use your behavior as an indicator of how you'll be in the future and at this point week five like it's i would just work with the alliance get people to suggest who they want, pick my best choice for a target and, and go from there. I don't think this is the week to take out one of the big guys or another threat. Like, why do you want to do that in week five? I would keep it nice and calm and boring and communicate with the people I'm working with very directly because otherwise, like if he just puts up Monty, if, if he, I mean, he's not the one putting up Monty, but if he puts up Monty, Joseph and, and Terrence and they get word that he was trying to get Monty out. Like he just erodes trust with four, with, Kyle, Monty, Turner, Joseph. So I would just keep it calm. Yeah. Should we go? Sorry, Brett. Oh, no, I was going to say stupid big brother stuff, but we should do more other fun stuff. Yeah. Should we get into a couple like just quick, quick cues for you here, Kevin? You've been generous enough with your time. Let's get to the weird stuff and let you go. Do you shop at Winners now? 
I've always shot the windows. I love them. All right. Okay. How sad were you when you waited for months to open the door with the counter on it and it was just Wendy's breakfast? <laughs> Frosty chinos are delicious. Do you talk with Marty still? Occasionally. Now that Canadians are allowed on Survivor, would you do it? Yes. Who did you vote for in the Canadian provincial election? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a block Quebecois guy right there. He Our doesn't want to out are not Canadian. <laughs> Our listeners don't know how the Canadian election system works. And honestly, I don't really either. Um, Mark Duplass or Jay Duplass? Mark. Wow. 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 That's, that's a win for me. Whoa. That's a win oh, for gosh. me. We... Have you ever seen the movie Molly's Game? Yes. Thoughts? What'd you think? Uh, I saw it at... I actually saw the world premiere at TIFF. <laughs> okay, oh, nice. my God. <laughs> um, was Aaron there? <laughs> Aaron, Aaron was there. Jessica was there. Wow. Idris was there. Like, wow. the whole the whole squad was there. Um, <laughs> the Molly's Gang Gang. <laughs> good, good question. When... when you see a movie like that, I've learned there's no way to be objective. Um, <laughs> so I love Molly's game. And Thank you. like, I'm, I'm not planning on rewatching it okay. because the experience is so good. Like when you have a movie going experience like that, sure. I don't care if it's, I don't care what the like objective take is. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which peanuts character are you? I'm Charlie Brown. I'm an evil maniac. <laughs> Did you see Top Gun Maverick? I have not yet. Wow, wow. it's really good. It's really right. good. Better than Molly's you game. You did a podcast on it, right? Yeah, we did two episodes oh. worth. <laughs> I'll see it. I'll see it eventually. I, I also like the snob in me wants to go in IMAX, and that's a bit of a mission. Like, uh, I, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's going to leave theaters soon. I don't know. Do you think Ben Affleck is finally happy now with J Lo? <sighs> no. Oh. <laughs> Piece of his heart for Anna to Armas still lingers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't? Um, would you have a different strategy in Big Brother USA? Yes. Oh. What would it be? <laughs> I'd have to figure it out okay. when, I, when I get there. I mean, I, I can't. Uh, I, I went in and I played dumb for six weeks. <laughs> like, I, I can't do that twice. Uh, who is your all time favorite Big Brother player? I think it's Anthony Douglas from Big Brother Canada 7. I, I love the guy. Right. He played a very interesting, for those who haven't seen him, he played a very interesting game. Like his mist is amazing. Uh, just just fascinating to watch. Who is the biggest Big Brother dud? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll refrain. If you <laughs> and I ever run into each other in Toronto, what are you yeah. going to do? Like we randomly see each other on the street. At a winner's. Probably give you a hug, say oh, hello. okay. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I didn't know if maybe I, you would just give know, a like <laughs> nod and walk. Maybe, maybe it's a handshake depending <laughs> okay. on my mood. I, I don't know. It's, All right. Um, what, what area do you live in? I'm in Junction Triangle. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that west. Oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> you live in the beaches or what? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, I actually like the west, but, but no, I'm, I'm a midtown guy. All right. Um, and then in what way is Big Brother U.S. better than Big Brother Canada and then vice versa? Um, Big Brother U.S. is better in that it has a wider reach. <laughs> yeah. More, more people watch it. And that's, I guess, in some people's eyes better. Big Brother Canada is has a long list of how it's better. Uh, but I think most of all is like, you tend to see people who are in it because they're in it. Like this season, there was the thing where, you know, they're like, I'll see you on the amazing race. Like, Oh my God. With Big brother Canada, you get people who want to do that show, who want to win that show. And, and, I, and I appreciate that. Definitely. Well, that's all I've got, Brett. These are amazing answers. We really appreciate I, it. Yeah. I feel like that's a good, a good note to go out on. Kevin, thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge with us. Again, we we can't just like be more effusive with our praise of just like how how much fun we had watching you this spring. And we're just so, so glad that you shared your time with us. And we're just like a stupid Big Brother podcast that talks about if Julie was hot or not that night. So 
<laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Thanks I know, for having me. I know you don't like uh, or you're you're tepid about social media, but if you want to plug any socials or anything, please go for yeah, it. I'll, I'll plug it. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Kevin Ted Jacobs. I'm on Cameo. You can get a Cameo you from me. Get the cameo. And you know it's going to be good. <laughs> he you know will stalk you. He will stalk your family to find <laughs> I, out more it'll, it'll about be you. Good, yeah. Um, I work. I work with an organization called Rethink Breast Cancer. Uh, I'm, I'm not a terrible person. I'm a bad person. I'm not a terrible person. <laughs> Look, uh, they're pretty cool, and that's that's what's going on in my life. Thank you so much for being here. We so appreciate it, and for being like the best special guest, the first but best special guest. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. Goodbye, Julie.